everyone, and welcome back to the Right Now podcast. Excited for our conversation today, thinking about how we can use our lives to be wise, as Ephesians 5 tells us, and making the most of the opportunity that God gives us on a daily basis. And I'm excited today because we got the man himself on the podcast with me, Cade Wood. Cade, how are you? Chase, I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm good as well. Cade, tell everybody right now uh, what you're doing in life. Uh, I'm a college student. I'm a sophomore at the University of Mobile. Uh, I'm a theology major, and so I plan on going into the ministry. Good deal, Cade. And so you grew up here at Ridgecrest and in the student ministry. And so just for a quick moment, as we're going to talk to multiple different people on this podcast, and we'll have the opportunity to talk to some students and what God's doing in their life, but just share for a quick thought of what God did and the importance of the student ministry here at Ridgecrest, how that played into your life. Yeah, absolutely. So my story is a little different from uh, a lot of people's um uh, a lot of a few friends of mine have passed away when I was younger, and it caused me to want to end up committing suicide through that. Uh, but through this youth group, God uh, plugged me into a friend group that I got to be a part of um, that really kept me from doing that, you know, putting uh, that kind of love in my life, me trying to put someone else through something that I went through, I couldn't do it. And so uh, it, it honestly it kept me alive. But even outside of that, uh, a few of my best friends have come out of the youth group that I've still talked to, still communicate with, still hang out with on a daily basis, honestly. Yeah. Um, and one of them even had the opportunity to lead me to the feet of Jesus, which completely changed my life through that. That's cool. That's cool. So important for us to really process through that because I think it's important for our students to really understand the magnitude of the opportunity we have in our student ministry to obviously push each other to Jesus and then pass that, encourage one another. And so I love that story, Cade. And uh, you had the opportunity to intern with us last summer, yeah. uh, coming back this summer. So excited mm-hmm. uh, about that time together and looking forward to that. But let's jump into now our questions that are focused in on understanding this thought of using your life right now and living in the moment. The first one was that I didn't send it to you. All right. So this is a just on the spot question. Oh, Real easy, though. Uh, if you could spend time with anybody in the world, dead or alive right now, who would it be? Oh, man. Dead or alive right now. I, I would probably I would probably pick my dad. Oh, yeah. uh, so my dad passed away when I was seven years old um, and I did not really get to experience life with him. And I don't really remember what life was like with him whenever right, I was younger because right. uh, it was so long ago. So I'd probably spend a day with him, just hang out, talk, just yeah. Catch up, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. That's, I could see where that would be a special moment, you mm. know. So, all right. Well, let's think about the more, a little more serious questions. But the first one is this, Cade. Right now, it's important for us to process some things that God's doing in our life. So, what is God teaching you right now in your life? Uh, at this moment in time, God is teaching me trust. Um, in a season of misunderstanding, I guess you could say. Uh, there's a lot going on in school right now that I'm just kind of dumbfounded by I don't really understand what's going on and God's just like look dude just quit relying on what you know and trust me and so I'm kind of working through that at the moment do you feel like in your lifetime there's been more times of misunderstanding or more times of understanding um I honestly for me personally I think it'd be more times of like well, actually, I would say understanding, but I think that led from misunderstanding, if that makes sense. Explain that a little bit more. Uh, so I would I would not really understand something, and then I would seek to figure out what it meant, if that makes sense. And being surrounded by a few of the friends that I have who are intellectuals, if you want to say that, then uh, I would talk to them and uh, ask them certain questions, and they would be able to answer and help me better understand what's going on. So I would honestly say, actually, I would change my answer and say it's probably pretty even I would misunderstand quite a bit and then be led to an understanding. 
So in the misunderstanding and the understanding moments, what are some things that God has helped you with to understand your ability to trust him more? Like what are some things that you feel like God showed you to help you understand that he is a God that you can trust? Got you. Uh, Just if I could give you a specific example, it would probably be um, when my best friend killed himself when we were younger. Uh, I really had no idea what was going on. Um, and I was, frankly, I was kind of angry yeah. at God. I was just like, God, I don't really get this. I don't understand why is, why is this happening? It, I never really thought, why is this happening to me? I just thought, why is it happening in general? Because uh, I thought it was just, I mean, it's just a terrible situation to be a part of. Um, but it, it gave me a story to tell um, that I can relate to people because so many people go through certain things that I went through. Yeah. Um, and so it is. it's caused me the ability to be able to communicate the gospel with people who might not otherwise listen based right. on someone's story who may have just been like accepted Christ at VBS when they were six right, and lived a life like that. So some sp- that specific situation in your life has, has led you to really see that God is who he says he is and you can hold true and know that he's faithful and right. trust him. Yeah, that's really good. Let's speak to this just for a second because it's been brought up, Kay, with your story and, and where God's brought you from. What would you say to somebody right now that maybe is listening that's a, a teenager or even a parent or situation? And let's let's talk for a second about maybe them personally hurting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they're them themselves like are struggling maybe in some, you know, really deep thoughts, like what am I supposed to how am I what what's my plan? What's my purpose? Like maybe in kind of even into an extent of anxiety and depression and stuff like that. What is something that you'd say to somebody out there listening that could be struggling in that area? Yeah. Uh, I would, I would say it's, it's definitely not worth thinking about it by yourself. That's good. Um, it's, it's so much better to talk to somebody and it's super scary. Like it's super scary to be vulnerable and transparent and talk to people. Yeah. Uh, but going through everything that I've been, it just makes everything so much worse right. sitting by yourself. Cause that's what I did for the longest time. I just sat on it by myself and pretended like I was happy and excited to be alive or whatever. But really right. on the inside, I was just tormented and tortured. And I just, I, I didn't want to be around people. Didn't want to be anywhere, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so going through, going through it by yourself is probably one of the worst things that you could do. Yeah. Um, I would, I mean, I would definitely encourage talking to a friend, uh, and a parent or even a youth pastor or someone like that, like someone you're close to that you trust that you can chat with. Right. Um, it, it makes it so much easier on you and it helps you have the opportunity to work through it. Yeah, that's really good. I think, you know, okay, a lot of times I think the enemy tries to help or get us to believe a lie that we're the only person struggling with something mm-hmm. and like we are isolated in that and we get ourselves in that kind of isolation that leads to, just continual, obviously the opposite of where we need to be and the hope is in Jesus and isolation of I'm alone to struggle and how could I go talk to somebody? What are they going to think of me? Whereas in, a lot of times I've seen in situations where I shared a struggle, somebody's like, man, I struggled similar in right. ways and, and days. So that's really good. Now the second part of that, being a friend that might have somebody that's struggling, mm. you with me? Like, yeah. Hey, I'm a friend. I have, I know I have a friend that's, that's um, struggling right now. They're going through some stuff. What would you encourage to those that could be listening that says, man, my friend is really struggling in some areas. What could they do maybe to help that other person? Yeah, uh, absolutely. The first thing I would say is to always be there for them, like talking to them, uh, encouraging them in every way possible. Uh, the second thing that I would say is definitely be praying for them. Um, and if you have a spiritual mentor, then talk to your spiritual mentor about that person. You don't have to use a specific name if they've asked right. you not to. 
depending on the severity of what they're struggling with, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, if you have a spiritual mentor, then talk to them to see what they have to say about it, uh, how they can encourage you. And so I, it would, I mean, honestly, I think it would depend on the situation, uh, the severity of the situation. Exactly. So Yeah, but just like you said, being there. Like, right. you know, when you talked about being the person that was struggling, wanting some, needing somebody to talk to, you know, I think it's important to, to be a friend that people are willing to talk to, you know, and know Absolutely. that they can talk to, you know? And, yeah. Um, I'll be honest, like for my person, my just personality in life, a lot of times I struggle with listening mm. and being a friend that really listens to somebody and ask good questions enough to really find out how somebody's doing. And so I'd encourage, you know, for us to really, as we think about being good friends to listen well. Yeah. So let's jump to the next question, Cade, and I uh, appreciate your honesty and, and just kind of where God has you right now and some things that he's brought you through, because I think that'll greatly help our listeners. You know, right now, your generation, you're a little bit older than our our students and our student ministry, obviously been in college, but still around some some time frame. What? How can God, do you believe God can use you and your generation right now in the world? Uh, I think my generation has a special influence that generations prior to us have not had with the idea of social media and things of that nature. Right. Uh, I think that, you know, people, people on Instagram or Facebook or whatever people are on, I mean, TikTok, which I do not have. You're not a TikTok man? No, I, I can't stand those videos. They get on my nerves. <laughs> Some of them are really funny, but the rest of them, they're just annoying. I was on TikTok for like an hour and a half while waiting in line to ride the Harry Potter ride at Universal this past summer. So... That's it? That you didn't get it. on after that? No, I deleted it right after I got on the ride. So. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Uh, no, but we we have social media. We have an influence, a specific and special influence that we can use to reach those around us. Uh, a lot of times I feel like social media is used for sometimes bad things uh, in the sense of, you know, you portray your life to be perfect on social media. Right. Whereas, I, I mean, I would say that portraying your life to be not perfect, being real on social media would have an influence on people. Um and you can use that as a gospel influence as well, specifically. Give me a little more example of what it means to be real on social media, because I think that's a kind of a, a powerful statement, but yeah. not really maybe understood in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, well, so no one ever posts a bad picture of themselves on Instagram. Not right. that I've seen. Well, actually, a few of my friends do, but a few of my friends are crazy. So uh, <laughs> they're the exceptions. Uh Something, something that I would say that's really cool that I've seen a few of my friends doing at school, they would make a video on like IGTV. I'm going to use Instagram as an example because that's the major social right. media platform that I have. Yeah. Uh, but they would make a video like praying for other friends on IGTV, like just saying, hey, if you're struggling with this, that's okay. Um, I've read this today talking about the scripture that they read and I'm praying for you. And then saying, you know, I'm struggling with this too. Like just being vulnerable in a sense, even on a platform where there's so many people. Right. Exactly. So when when you're vulnerable in that situation, it gives people an opportunity to really again see more of who you are instead right. of just the filtered life of social media. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's vitally important. And so uh is there ways that you feel like when like with your generation um is, do you feel like there are ways specifically that social media has turned um brought negative stuff in the life for your generation oh for sure i mean there's i mean people talk about cyberbullying or whatever all the time you know people someone will post something on somewhere instagram facebook something like that and someone will just like start making fun of them things of that nature uh, and then you have all these famous people influencers if you want to call them that that post pictures about their life that are perfect like uh 
went and worked out today and then now I'm doing this and this place and right. like the most beautiful pictures and most beautiful places, right. everything like that. Right. And life just isn't that, you know, life isn't always rainbows and sunshines. It's not, right. it's not just beautiful. There's hard parts of life too. Yeah. And I think that provides a negative picture in the sense of people compare themselves to that. Someone, you know, from Dothan would be like, you know, we don't have all this, uh, this pretty sunshine and waterfall place. Whereas like California might, it's like, Oh crap, my life sucks in comparison to them. And so, so I think the importance in all of that, I think it's a great, great statement and great. I love what, how you're using social media right here to kind of see being importance for your generation. But the thought in that is, is gra- grabbing your and having your identity, not in a status or right. not in who, what's seen through a social media Absolutely. situation. And so really great uh, thoughts, but using your social media Understanding even if you post something or put something out there that's, uh, you know, for God's glory, it doesn't matter the likes, doesn't matter the views. I shared on the last podcast with the group uh, recently about how a kid came in here to talk about Jesus because he saw people on TikTok talking about mm. Jesus and he wanted to know about Jesus and he accepted Christ in the office recently. It's a really oh, cool, cool story. And so. Anyways, well, let's uh, let's wrap up with kind of our main questions here. Thinking about this, what is a major current event of great interest to you right now? Oh man, the NBA being suspended for the virus. <laughs> uh, I saw that last night, and it kind of blew my mind. All right, so let's just go there for a second. Um, what uh, coronavirus right now? What's what's your what's your initial thoughts on the virus? Oh, I I don't know it really enough about it to be talking about it, but I I mean I think that it's scaring the heck out of people and it's from what i've heard it's not as dangerous as the flu and so i mean it would not be fun to be sick with but uh from from what i understand from what people have told me it's not it's not something that you should worry about like when australia is destroying their toilet paper (laughs) uh well i think we can be wise about it we can you know wash our hands and we can take precautions and stuff like that um, but yeah, know our facts and not, uh, not freak out, but yes, NBA now not playing mm-hmm. because of it. You know, NCAA came out and said that they were going to have no, uh, fans in the stadiums for, for games and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, like, what are we going to do? Like, going to be able to, I have no idea. March Madness is not going to be the same. I know. And I got and so excited about yeah. it too. So with, it. in the NBA, you got a specific team you like in the NBA? Not really. All I right. just kind of watch certain players play, watch their highlight reels on YouTube All and right. stuff. Favorite player then? Uh, I, I recently, I've been watching uh, Zion Williamson and John right. Morant. Just, right. I like the race of the rookies okay. to see who's, who's going to be top dog All or whatever. Right. So who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I think it should be. Uh, ja, just because he's played for this entire time. But, yeah. I mean, if Zion played, then it would be Zion. The numbers that he's putting up are crazy. Yeah, unreal. Zion and Duke, man, I like Duke. So, mm-hmm. uh, he is a – I don't know how to describe it other than a, just a freak, freak of, of nature. Of, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So, yeah. All right, Kay, last question right here. If you could do anything tomorrow, um, go anywhere, spend, go do something, all right, right now, uh, what would it be? I could do anything tomorrow without any kind of repercussions yeah. from it. Yep. Oh man, I'd fly to Iceland. Fly to Iceland. I would fly to Iceland and explore. Why Iceland? Oh, Iceland's beautiful. That's my number one place that I want to travel. Now I hear uh, it's not. It's like not icy, right? Right. It's green. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, I think my father-in-law's been to Iceland. Really? I can show you some pictures. He actually went over there and they camped in a van. They have these mm. vans that are made into like campers. And they camped in the van for all week and I like, drove around Iceland and saw different waterfalls and different things. Stuff like yeah. That. So 
I can show you some cool pictures. Absolutely. So, That'd be awesome. Going to Iceland. Well, uh, Kate, thanks for uh, talking with me today. Uh, thankful for your influence and your leadership and uh, what God's doing in your life. So proud of you. And uh, for those that are listening, thank you guys for checking this out. And uh, no, uh, I know Kate would say this as far as anybody that's uh, in our student ministry, he'd love to always talk to you. If there's anything you have questions about going on in your life mm-hmm. and uh, if he could ever do anything for you, he'd love to do that. And the same is true as we've said uh, on this podcast before for our staff and just our adults here at Ridgecrest. We love you guys and are excited for the future as we continue to think about what God is doing in the moment right now and using our lives for his glory. 